Let's learn different moves. Parenting movements, that is. Let's mix and shake until we find our own groove. I'm Paula. Angel. Jumi. I'm Mars. And this is the Shaking Parenting Podcast. Hi everyone! Welcome back to the second part of our Montessori episode with Mars Medina, Montessori on Mars on Instagram. Okay, so let's move on, Mars, to um, literacy and numeracy. Uh, I know this is a very long topic because, of course, it's it's a method, it's a pedagogy, but let's just concentrate siguro on the younger years talaga, say, casa years or the baka zero to three pa nga. What is the Montessori approach to literacy and numeracy? So, are there any activities or methods that you use specifically when you teach writing and reading or math as well? And what age do you normally introduce these concepts? So, I think, um, siguro more than like the methods or the materials, siguro I'll talk about, um, what is the principle? What are the principles behind the methods and the materials? So, as for literacy, I think as iconic na ng Pink Tower yung Montessori sandpaper mm-hmm. letters and mm-hmm. movable alphabet, yes. or for math yung number beads and the golden beads for the decimal system, for example. But yon, I think I'll talk about some of the Montessori principles behind them and other Montessori materials because if you know the principles, you can use other materials, design your own activity, and still do Montessori because you're using the principles, right? So, alam ko, itong first one, I think, favorite to ni Paula, eh. Indirect preparation. Yes. Diba? Mm-hmm. Where children are doing activities that actually prepare them for something else, for further activity or learning. So, like, for example, actually, in practical life, you have a lot of fine motor exercises there. Or when you pick things up, like a block or a bead or even the knob puzzles in Montessori, we show the child how we use our three-finger grip, your thumb, the pointer, and the middle finger, which is actually how you would hold your pen or your pencil. So those are indirect preparation for writing. So kakagawa ng child ng practical life, nakastrengthen niya ng fine motor, eventually you'll see the child will start manipulating writing tools. Because she sees, she observes this as part of her environment, as part of our culture. And naturally, the child will want to copy that. And because she's been indirectly equipped with the skills that are actually necessary for her to venture into that work, naturally, she will take up that work, writing, for example. And it has to be hands-on, manipulative. So... Um, that's why you have sandpaper letters, for example, that the child, the children feel and associate the shape with the sound. And when Maria started, she just observed kasi, kaya she figured out the need for manipulatives. But now, neuroscience backs this up because now science says there's such a thing as brain geography and a huge amount of brain geography is actually dedicated to the hands. The hands are connected to 70 to 80% of our brain cells. So scientists are saying now that our brains are about our hands. There's such a thing as hand knowledge. We change our brains by moving, by working with our hands. And when children are working with manipulative materials with their hands, more areas of the brain, 
more networks of neurons are working, firing up to make the neural connections. And the more locations in the brain are, the more locations in the brain are engaged in learning, the better. Diba? And I also talked about control of error a while ago. There is something in the material or the work that the child can use to see if tama ba siya or hindi. So, for example, in Montessori, we have alphabet buckets or actually any bin that um, you can put language objects or big to some Montessori language objects. But, you know, it's quite the pictures of things that start with the beginning sound. Ah, for example. The, and the bucket or the bin has that letter symbol for ah. So now, if the child forgets, ano yung sound for this symbol, ah, for example? She doesn't need the adult to keep on telling her, ah, that's ah. She just goes to the bucket. She looks at the things inside the bucket so he can figure out for himself. Kasi everything that would be there starts with ah. And this is assuming that you, you work with vocabulary first, right? So at zero to three, ang, ang major work mo for, for literacy there is talking to the child and building the, that vocabulary. And then that also... Lead, yeah, that also leads to yung principle of Montessori for self-education. We allow the child to discover by himself. We just leave things in the environment which would help him in his discovery. In effect, the children are also like scientists in their environment. Kasi tayo, tapos tayo yung, tayo yung kanilang mentor, tayo yung uh, para tayong res, ano, giver of the research grant and funds para <laughs> they will dis- make their own discoveries if you get that image. Another principle would be isolating a difficulty or a process, which I talked about kanina, like in math, for example. But for example, a usual observation in Montessori is the child will attempt to use letters, these tools that we've provided them, with, um, they would attempt to use these to build the words they are hearing or words they want to express. So you have the movable alphabet that even if the child cannot write with a pencil just yet, you have the movable alphabet. So they can do that work expre- expressing their thoughts by building the words without having to think of another level of difficulty that is involved when you make the strokes of the letters when you write, diba? So that's another principle, isolation of difficulty. So yun lang muna yung task na iisipin ng child figure out which letters represent the sounds she hears in the word. And when he's ready, he'll write with pencil, of course. Pero until then, she can express with the movable alphabet if she, he gravitates towards that material. And there are a lot of other principles. And it's nice to learn them so that even if you don't have the materials, you know the Montessori approach. So kahit ibang materials yung gamit mo, you know the, the approach. Right. So for math, want to talk a little more about that? Like, when do you introduce math? You, you know, it's always hard to tell, like, when do you introduce? Because the, the Montessori answer there would always be, what's your observation of your child? Correct. Kasi, diba, parang, uh, but, you, but you will, if you observe closely, you will see clues. Like, for example, okay, for, for I'll start with language first. Ito yung una kong naisip. Like, for example, um, if you observe the child closely, you'll see that pretty soon she'll start isolating beginning sounds. Like, bus, 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 bus. 
she'll she'll do that naturally that is kaya it's so important for montessori to to take away the obstacles and the hindrances na parang okay if you present the child with a b c d e f g parang maybe hindi mo ma, hindi mo ma-experience yung or hindi mo maka-catch yung yung natural work of that child or if in math you'll see that naturally na maybe maybe um you'll see that in your environment because like for example um my daughter she started seeing like ah okay there are these flowers in this cluster and she puts together another and that's that's addition diba so parang you see these these natural ways of children processing and categorizing their environment and that's when you say ah okay maybe she's ready for this work in math my last question na lang regarding the literacy and numeracy is am i right that in montessori memorization is not the way to go. Kumbaga, it doesn't matter if your toddler already knows how to count from 1 to 100 using rote memory or, you know, um, sing the alphabet song from A to Z. Tama ba? Yes. Oo. Kasi um, in Montessori, math and language is a lot about logic. Like, okay, so, kasi diba, like, for example, the letters are actually just codes diba, that our society invented. So if I see this code, that's the way you would write an A, and then we tell the child, okay, um, this is the sound that that represents. So if the child sees, okay, ang niya is logically combine these three, these three symbols that represent these three sounds that she would have been hearing all her life logically put them together and and make that word at the cat diba and it's the same with math that okay it doesn't it's not i'll memorize 11 12 13 14 but right. we we show the child you know 11 is actually 10 and a 1 together just to add no that in montessori it's actually ph- phonetic yung yung yes. way of teaching language more than um the letter names i think letter names yung tawag doon sa abc tama ABC, ba yeah. yes Uh-oh. letter names mm-hmm. okay oo kasi yun nga parang you start with the letter sounds because that's what you experience more of and then eventually you go on to this these different nakakalokang lo- uh, rules of the english, english. yeah <laughs> yeah diba na parang biglang Uh-oh. it's so confusing for the child but you know what nakakatuwa din yon to catch because like for example my daughter would say okay i know this says chimp but why is the k but why don't i hear a k na k sound right, diba? right. so parang they'll also they'll also try to figure that it's out it's still and, logic no at the end of the yeah, day it's for still, them yes yes and yun yun eh parang you you'll see clues by how what by how the child tries to make sense of all of these things that we put into our society. I like what you talked about allowing the child to discover. You mentioned that and you quoted Albert Einstein. That's so awesome. And, you know, presenting them the environment and what is suitable for them to learn. I wanted to ask about unique learning needs of children. We all know that children are very different and I know you can't speak for everyone and even inclusivity um, of all those who practice Montessori, diba? So, 
maybe you can share more about your experience working with kids with unique learning needs or special needs. Because I know Maria first started working as a doctor in a psychiatric clinic. Tama ba? Yes, yes. That was her first um, work. And at the time, they, I think they called it asylums pa nga eh. That yeah, was her yeah. first work after she graduated from medical school. Mm-hmm. So ayun, um, sir, I'll talk about my experience working with children with special needs yes, in my classes, yes. right? Okay, so I remember there was this boy in my class. I'll never forget him because I actually started blogging because of him. He was around five when he was with us. And his, so his parents told us that he has um, special needs. He goes to a deaf bed and OT. And I remember distinctly every time he was about to have his snacks, he would always have big emotions. He would cry, make high-pitched sounds. He would pound the table. You can imagine. Mm-hmm. And I was the lead teacher in that class. But it was also only my second year. And it was just my first time to have a child with special needs in my class. So you can also probably imagine how lost I was feeling. But Kyo Montessori Mantra, follow the child. So mm-hmm. I just observed and experimented. Akala namin, um, baka he didn't want to eat. Although he was the one who got his snack bag and sat on the table. But we thought, oh, baka pala he, did, he doesn't want to eat. So we would, because he was just there crying in front of his snack box. So we would invite him to, to work, but that didn't work. So we observed more and experimented more until one day I saw it. So one day, while he was crying and pounding on in front of his snack box, I sat beside him with a marker and scissors. And I took his pack of, I think, Vita Yuni. Then, with a marker, I drew a broken line along the top line of, uh, along the top of the plastic. And I showed him how he can cut along the broken line so he can open his snack. That's a kind of control of error, diba? And I swear to you, that did it. Since then, he stopped crying and pounding during snacks. Until it came. I specifically remember my uh, the directors of my class saying to me, you know, Mars, parang this 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 little boy has been to different schools. And parang imagine if he stayed in those different schools and parang no adult gave him that that tool that he parang diba? Anyway, until until yon, it came to a point when he didn't have no when we didn't have to draw broken lines anymore. So I just told him to see if he can imagine the broken lines and cut. So ayon, um, I think your Montessori tools, tools of observation, control of error, more than the material. Say, if, I, if only I can, I, I can emphasize enough or more mm-hmm. it's it's those tools observation control of error isolating that difficulty diba? fostering independence those montessori tools more than the materials those are your tools you can use those even with when working with um children with special needs and 
I think also kasi in Montessori, I remember kasi, um, Montessori kasi you give presentations, diba? you tell stories, you show materials, but you don't expect the children to work on something all in the same way. You don't expect the same outputs, you don't expect the same explorations and manipulation of the materials because every child is different. Every child will have a unique way of expressing, translating the material. And I'm saying this because I remember this um, same boy when I presented the puzzle maps to the class. So everyone was working on their maps, ganda ganda, diba? And this boy, he wouldn't draw a map. Say, so, so parang just to give a more context, parang the puzzle map is like a map, tapos you can draw the pieces, so you, tapos the children would label each country in that continent, tapos they color it and it's nice. So this boy, he didn't want to do the, he, he didn't want to draw the map. So everybody else was doing it, but he didn't want to do that. But what he would do was, he would take out all the pieces of the puzzle map. So per continent, all the countries in that continent, he would take them out. Tapos he would get the 100 board and he would lay them out, 1 to 100. Tapos he would put the puzzle pieces of the map matching it to the to the numbers so in effect he would see he would find out how many countries are there in the continent diba? so it's a different he has a different take on his on the material i have never seen it before diba? Pero i think when working with children with special needs in montessori you really have that space to follow the child and see and celebrate how this particular child will take and translate what you presented to him. Thank you so much, Mars, for sharing that wonderful story. It's really encouraging, especially to me. I guess I wanted to ask more about, you mentioned giving them space to explore, diba? And more on the materials, because we're trying to debunk some of the, I guess, notions or mga thoughts or stigma in Montessori. So, I personally have questioned this before, like the misuse of materials. What is your take on that? Um, I think we also have to parang redefine how we how we define how we how we think about misuse. Because like I think one of the misconceptions in Montessori is that it's so rigid because teachers um show a specific way of presenting materials and so the materials are presented in a specific way, and so the child now will only learn to do the material one way, which is your way, the way you presented. And mm. any other way would be called misuse. But actually, that's that's far from the truth. Because actually, when we give presentations of the material to the child, and I mean the classic Montessori materials, not open-ended toys like blocks, because those you don't present because you want them to be as open-ended as, as possible, right? But when we give presentations, we are just offering a possibility. One, one possibility. And we know children. Children are natural explorers. Kahit pakita mo sa kanya one way, he will explore his own ways. That's natural for them. And we rely on that exploration because, sabi nga, in Montessori, it is in the child's um, subsequent independent use of the materials and activities that learning will take place. 
hindi siya, the, the learning doesn't take place when you present the material to the child. The, the learning takes place when the child explores, starts to explore the material independently. That's where he would make his connections for himself. Mm. So, so I think you celebrate that. You actually rely on that even, um, that, that free independent exploration. But of course, we also, like if it's a, like for example, the pink tower is being, um, um, tinatopple in such a way or tinatapon in such a way na baka may masaktan in the community. Of course, again, the, 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 there's freedom. I, I mean, there's limits mm-hmm. alongside the, the freedoms, diba? So you have to communicate those limits also because the limit is always the limit of the good, the good for the child, the other people in the environment and the environment as well. I think maraming mag 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 exhale na mga magulang dun sa sa, sa sinabi ni Morris kasi yes. di ba I think parang yeah kasi kahit ako personally medyo like si my son he doesn't he doesn't use the cylinders the way it's quote unquote supposed to be used pero yun nga and then the allowing them to just explore so I think Thank you for for saying that, for verbalizing that. Para marinig naman talaga siya ng dito, lalo na sa, sa atin, sa society natin. <laughs> now, my question is, so how easy or difficult is it to do Montessori in the Philippines? Are there challenges in trying to implement it at home? And what do you do? How do you try to overcome these challenges? Challenges at home. Definitely mixed age. As in, every time I would think about, hmm, should I enroll my daughter in a Montessori school instead, napapagunan lang ako because mm. of the considerations of the benefits of mixed age. Kaya, uh, very valued talaga ang ating playdates. So, iiyak na naman tayo. Kasi <laughs> <laughs> hindi na naman tayo pwede magkita. No? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, the, I really value the playdates because there's really value in the mixed age eh, where younger children learn from the older children and the older children also learn and mature more. They become more responsible because of the younger ones. Um, so, yeah, kaya valued ko talaga yung playdates natin where my daughter is like, she's the oldest eh, no? in our playdate. Yeah? And also, we have naman other friends na where my daughter naman is the younger, the younger child. So, Yon, I think at home it's for me mixed age. But if you have like um, a family with more than one child, then that's a natural mixed age environment, eh, diba? Wag <laughs> na natin pag-usapan yung would I have another child? <laughs> <laughs> Ito follow up ko nga dapat yun eh. <laughs> okay, any other challenges? Oh, and also in the Philippines naman, um, Siguro, I think, for me, siguro, particularly because we're homeschooling, yung processes, yung process kasi in Montessori, especially in my daughter's age now in elementary, kasi is the, you, the process is you plant seeds of interest, which, mm-hmm. which is actually telling stories, making presentations about all sorts of things within the universe based on cosmic education. And then you wait for the child's questions. 
you wait, saan siya magpo-focus? And what questions would she want to pursue? And you guide the child to research. But it's challenging kasi you don't know what the child will be interested in. You don't know what questions she will ask. So it's challenging in the Philippines kasi wala tayong quick access to comprehensive resources like libraries or museums and things like that. So I think for us here, we feel more secured to sort of have a set plan now of everything you and your child will be doing for your homeschool year, for example. True. It gives us parents a sense of security, diba? Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying the curriculum is the child, diba? Mm-hmm. How ambiguous is that? Because yeah. if you say the curriculum is the child, there are a lot of surprises there that you cannot really plan for in advance. And tapos wala pa tayong access to resources to readily support the child's inquiry. And I guess, yes, there's the internet, pero for me, syempre iba pa rin yung, yung going through books and trying to find if the book has the answers you are looking for, di ba? And favorite kong, alam ko si Jumi, favorite tambayan din niya nun yung library yes. and our university. <laughs> And then favorite again going through the system of the library to see if they have a book. Tapos yung joy of of finding a book that can can answer your answer. question. Yeah. And I ah, I really invite you to do this with your child. Because even now, my daughter is she's not really in the second plane. She's just almost there. Pero you can see her joy. Like if she has a question and she goes through our different, like for example, insects, and she goes through or different insect books and she finds that mom this has something about something that she ano ay nako the joy it's not really the answer eh, but it's the quest for looking yeah. for divides the quest mm-hmm. and i guess that's part na lang of our modeling na how can we find answers to our questions even if we have ac- limited access to resources diba do you have any recommendations nga, now for people who want to learn more about uh, montessori para dun sa mga wala pang masyadong alam, ay i-level natin. Parang yung mga nagsustart pa lang. <laughs> and then Marami yung mga... Oh, gusto kaya yung oh, levels diba? of difficulty. Uh, very Montessori. Very organized. Very Montessori. May levels of difficulty. Yeah. Kasi di ba, minsan, yun, yung magsustart pa lang, yung wala pa talaga salang alam. Gusto, at maybe, first time to hear more about it through us. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, para yung mga ganun, and then yung mga medyo uh, moderate na, na may alam ng konti, may nabasa ng ilan, and then yung mga talagang gusto ng mag, you know, uh, may, may parang, diba, alam ko, di ba, you, you took a course for Montessori, mm-hmm. yung mga ganun. So, books. Siguro for those who are just going to, parang you've heard, just heard it now and you want to, to read more about it, Siguro, first is Maria Montessori Speaks to Parents. That's the title, Maria Montessori Speaks to Parents. So, si Maria daw, she would provide special talks for parents during courses and mga congresses. They have these things before Montessori congresses. She wasn't able to get to writing a book specifically for parents. Buti na lang, Maria's great-granddaughter, Carolina Montessori, was she the one pala you met, Paula, when you visited? I think so. Yeah. Parang sa oh, familiar oh. yung name, Karina nga yata. 
Karina, baka Carolina. Carolina, Carolina, yes, Carolina. Yes, Tama. Oh, so she was the she yes. was the one you met okay, when okay. you went to the Netherlands. So oh, you tell the story, Paula. Tell the story. Then you were in the bus. Okay, oh, oh, oh. it's so tell funny. The, tell kasi, the bus. Sige, favorite ni Mars. To kasi siya talaga yung nakwentohan. Hindi ko yata to nakwento in public eh. But anyway, Uh-oh. so we were in Netherlands. And of course, what is a trip to Netherlands without stopping by where Montessori lived, right? And mm-hmm. where the AMI is right now. So, tara na nag-schedule ako. Nag-email ako. I made sure na makakadaan ako. And when we got there, uh, well, we took a bus going there. And when we got there, ayun nga, na-meet ko si, I think, Carolina nga, Carolina Montessori. And um, she introduced herself. And then, ang una niya sinabi sa akin, oh, I knew you're a Montessori family. Parang ganon. Sa ko, huh? Sabi niya, oh, didn't you see me? I was in the bus with you. Eh, masyado akong busy nakatingin sa anak ko nun. Hindi ko talaga siya masyadong napansin. <laughs> Pero yun, sabi niya, I just knew it. I just knew, I, I somehow knew you were the one that was gonna go here and who I was gonna meet. Kasi apparently, kaya lang din siya pumasok kasi nga, nag-schedule ako ng, ng makita, ng yung meeting sa AMI. Ayun, nakakatuwa lang. Hindi ko rin talaga alam ano yung exactly nakita niya, but siguro the vibe, so sabi niya talaga, oh, yeah. I knew, I knew it. Yeah, that, <laughs> diba? Parang, I was gonna say na, that's so amazing kasi, there were no Montessori materials, no prepared Correct. environment. But Correct. how did Carolina Montessori uh-uh. know that the Fernandezes is a Montessori family, yeah. diba? Or a family uh-uh. who practices the philosophy. Yeah. So Montessori is really a way of being with a child then that would show even without the materials and even the environment, yes. diba? So anyway, okay, thank you for sharing that, Paula. Um, I love that story. I love that story. Uh, so back to Maria Montessori speaks to parents. So anyway, see si Carolina Montessori. She works in the Montessori archives, and buti na lang, she found some articles that Maria Montessori wrote addressed to parents, and so she compiled them. And yan, parang ito yung naging kalabasan na book. Maria Montessori speaks to parents, and they're written in a simpler way. Manipis lang yung book. And the articles are short but very profound. And my favorite one there is, the title is, When Your Child Knows Better Than You. Mm-hmm. I remember. Diba? Yeah, so that's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite there. And then, um, siguro also, like, for someone a little a little deeper, I guess, you might continue understanding. Also, I think maybe... Ano, um, the 1946 London Lectures. Yes. That's my favorite. True. Yeah, True. that's Agreed. one talaga. It's always been said kasi that Maria Montessori was an excellent, an eloquent, and an elegant orator. Parang I think it's been said nga na she's iba yung experience when you hear her speak than when, she, when you read her, than when she writes. And so, ang sarap lang na while reading, imaginein mo, sitting Nagsasalita in... Nagsasalita siya. Oo, <laughs> sitting in on Montessori's yeah. talks. Because yun nga, the London Lectures was uh, parang transcribed, di ba? From mm-hmm. a four-month-long training course that Montessori did after... And translated. This was translated in English na eh. So I, uh, yes, yes, I, I translated in English. I suppose she was talking in Italian, which would have been yes. more, di ba? Siguro, mas maganda pa. <laughs> I true. You know what? Kasi parang 
actually the the yung mga book titles in English translated in English they don't do justice to the Montessori I mean to the Italian original kasi like for example diba, we have we have a book called um, the advanced Montessori method but Montessori never called her method the Montessori method but we have that book the advanced Montessori method and the original Italian is so long I wish I knew Italian and I could speak Italian Ooh, it's one my of the... brother-in-law does Oh bigyan my goodness, ng, oh, ng list pa translate natin. Sige, sige, <laughs> sige. Oh yeah, so she speaks uh, so the Italian is pero I remember I read somewhere na parang in the Italian ang haba ng title pero somewhere in the title you have you don't have the Montessori method written in the mm-hmm. Italian of course. And then somewhere in the title there's the Italian word for auto education. So it's it's actually self education for for elementary years pero translated into English ah wala the advanced montessori ah, method that's how they correct so yon um then siguro for going deeper more um of course absorbent mind Paula's favorite uh-uh. and the secret of childhood my personal favorite um and then also ito yung absorbent mind and The Secret of Childhood, yan, medyo kailangan mo na ng concentration dyan. More concentration. And parang don't be discouraged na kailangan mo ulit-ulitin basahin yung mga passages. I think we will all go through the same experience. Um, but also, I like ano, um, Maria Montessori, Her Life and Work by E.M. Standing. So this is, um, everything I mentioned was Maria Montessori wrote it or parang transcribed from her lectures. But this one is by E.M. Standing. But E.M. Standing is a friend of Maria. As in, meron silang names for each other. Maria calls him Benedetto and she signs her letters to him with yours always most affectionately. Most affectionately, Mamolina. Oh, diba? Ay, thank you. Ang boring, Garia. Alam mo, pati oh, diba? message ko kay sa Viber, ganyan na. Oh, sige, sige. Uh, oh, sige. Yours <laughs> always... Ay, ganun na ako magsasang. You're almost most... Yours always most affectionate. I love it. And she actually promised daw to write an introduction to the book. But she passed away before she was able to do that. But she was able to read... You'll see this in the, ane, the start of the book na... Parang E.M. Standing said na Maria Montessori was able to read a large portion of the book and he expre- and she expressed naman her warm approval. Mm. So those are my my five books. Yes. Okay. Can you talk about yung formal certification course or degree? Oh yes. Yes, there are a lot of different training courses all over the world and there's an international body called MACTI. Montessori Accreditation Council for Teacher Education, so that's MACTI, that also accredits the trainings and they make sure that the standard and the quality of the trainings are, are quality and I know, the same all throughout. Um, so the, the famous ones that you hear, AMI, AMS, etc., they're all under MACTI. But the format there, the format of these talaga are really more for people who want to work as teachers Because imagine these are usually full day, five days a week na courses. And of course, it's nice. It's philo heavy, also heavy on materials because the assumption is you will teach in a Montessori classroom. Correct. But for us doing Montessori in the home, we must also know that Maria Montessori herself actually said she gives very few lessons on giving lessons. 
because she doesn't want her suggestions to be uh, to become stereotypes and hinder the adult from observing different children, the different personalities. Parang she was um, cautious na itatake na lang ng adult yung suggestions niya. Kasi si Montessori siya eh, di ba? But, but that would make her suggestions more of an obstacle instead of help. So, so yun. I think for us in doing Montessori in the home, it's important to also remember that. Okay, hanapin ko na yung ibang mga libro na sinabi mo. Actually, yung kay Ian Standing uh-huh. kailangan mabasa ko na. Talaga yun na lang yung di ko na babasa uh-huh. sa mga na-mention. Book club! Ayan na. Ang dami natin uh-huh. gusto. Ang dami natin readings. <laughs> and fun yung kay Ian Standing because he, ano, Angel, I saw it in your, ano, in your desk. Were, ano, were you able to read it na? Yeah, I started uh-huh. a few months ago. Uh-oh. But it's not as fun kasi to read on my own eh. Ako lang. <laughs> but yung KEM standing, it's fun. Kasi marami siyang mga like um, stories about Maria's childhood. Like there was one mm. there na na parang ano, um, so di ba parang si Maria, she, so she, ah, parang so, parang the common work for women during that time was to be a teacher. Tapos asin si Maria daw, sabi niya, no, anything but a teacher, sabi niya, parang, parang she will never be a teacher daw. And para I guess, kasi parang she, she wanted to be an engineer and all these things. But parang she ended up being a, a teacher and more than a teacher actually, di ba? Parang she... Can I just yeah. say, that's so liberating. Kasi sometimes we feel, especially at this age, uh, th- this era of social media, na parang when you say something, you can't, take it back anymore. Parang ganon. Oh, yeah. Diba? Na oh, yes. Na it really happens, diba? As we know more, as we learn more, pwede talaga mag-change yung course. Pwede mag-change yung opinions. Pwede mag-change lahat. So, thank you for right. for right. Um, sharing that bit about Maria Montessori. Yeah, I guess with change comes, you know, adapting. Like now, diba? COVID times. Like, how are we adapting Montessori during this time? I, I like what you mentioned kanina about the Philippines and the the challenges that we're experiencing. I guess it's the same with what we are experiencing now, right? Right, with the, with the pandemic, right? Uh-oh. So the pre-closing question, just to, um, I guess, let you share more about your favorite principles. Because you mentioned a lot. And I guess I want to know what's your favorite, what's... What's one principle? One lang, ah. <laughs> one, one lang, lang ah. that you love the most. And oh, sige, answer okay. in one minute. Joke. Oh my goodness. Okay, sige. Since one lang, so aside from follow the child na lang, kasi I think lumalabas at lumalabas naman yung follow the child sa mga sinasabi ko, di ba? So, siguro one principle is um, peace education. Kasi remember Maria Montessori lived through the two world wars. Siguro for context, the first Casa dei Bambini, the first Montessori children's house, was opened in Rome in 1907. Around seven years after, World War I is 1914. Tapos, Maria passed away 1952. Seven years before she passed away, World War II ended in 1945. So, Just a little context. Saka mahilig ako ng mga ganyan. Yung may pattern. Seven years, seven years. So, she lived through the two world wars. 
And so peace education is core in her philosophy and method. Diba? Even in her epitaph, yan ang message niya. Peace. Pa, diba? You visited her. Ano? Yes, I did. But I don't yeah, remember you... what was written there. But... Because it was, it was not in English. Ah, okay, pero, okay. Her, <laughs> pero her epitaph translates to say, I pray that the dear children will do all they can to unite with me in building peace amongst mankind and in the world. Kaya maiyak ka talaga pag andun ka, no? Paano ang iyak ka ba? May kwento ako, yes, naiyak ako. At saka, yung anak ko kasi, syempre, di ba, toddler siya nun. Um, pinapakilaman niya yung mga flowers. Oh, Kasi syempre ko parang, parang huwag mong pakialaman yan. Tapos sabi ng asawa ko, ano ka ba? Feeling ko okay lang yan. Game Montessori. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hindi naman niya sinisira. Pero alam mo yun, yung talagang hinahawak-hawakan niya, ganyan. Pero syempre ako parang ipangpatay yan, ganyan. Tapos sa asawa ko, sabi niya, ano ka ba? Okay lang yan kay Montessori, no? Kay Maria, so kay Mare. Oh, no, makes sense. Thanks for reminding oh. me. You know, we all need hey, a Montessori reminder. Dad. Oh, oh. Montessori Dad, Charlie. Oh, oh. Diba? Kaya maganda yung magandong mga pinag-uusapan natin kasi it's always a good oh, oh. reminder. Pagka, yes. Lalo pag nalilost ka na. <laughs> true, true. And yun, so, and her peace education is weaved into Montessori philosophy and practice, eh. It's, it's not... Kasi sometimes when we talk about peace, parang it's so rhetorical, di ba? Pero sa kanya, it's really weaved into the philosophy and the practices. Like, for example, walang competition in a Montessori environment. You have collaboration. Children collaborate with each other. Yung culture is everyone learns from everyone else, even from the youngest child. There's a celebration of choices and of differences in choices. Di ba? Parati kayo, iba-iba kayo ng work, iba-iba kayo ng pursuits. And so on. And then, peace education becomes even more obvious with cosmic education. Now, cosmic education, breathe in, breathe out, guys, ha? Kahit na may cosmic dyan, huwag niyo muna ako iwan. Huwag <laughs> niyo pa rin ako iwan. <laughs> Kasi cosmic is not really something too far out or mystical. It just means it's an education that explores how everything in the universe is interconnected and how everything has a role. And yes, we explore this with stories and books and presentations, but more importantly, through concrete experiences. So, for example, in Montessori, we'd vi- we would visit and study ecosystems, for example, and explore how that ecosystem works and how <coughs> its creatures live in and interact. So your nature study is not like one creature or one plant. It's studying also, of course, it's studying these individual parts of the ecosystem, but it's also studying the entire ecosystem and how that ecosystem, in, how the creatures in that ecosystem interact with each other and how it functions. And I'm really so excited to do this with my daughter. But in a pandemic, so even if we can't go to different ecosystems now, we can explore the garden. That's an ecosystem. And you know, even if you have just one plant, like Angel that has a, win- a, a windowsill garden, tamaba. Yes. Even if you just have that one plant, you can look at the plant ecosystem because the plant, you can look at the plant and its relation to the sun, the water, the soil, and its nutrients and other creatures like pollinators, that already illustrates interconnectedness, diba? 
that's Montessori cosmic education, seeing how all of these things um, connect so that, so that we have this harmony in the world, hopefully a harmony in the world. Or if you grow some plants for food, and many Montessori schools have vegetable or fruit gardens, which children take care of. You'll see interconnectedness there, de right? You'll see everything that worked together for the plant to grow, pollinators that pollinate the flowers para mag fruit siya, worms that aerate your soil. So much work went into making that fruit or vegetable we hopefully, hopefully harvest and enjoy. And if we do composting, ah, you'll you'll make yourself a more positive part of that interconnection. Kasi you're not just the consumer. You're not just a taker. When you do composting, you give back. You, you give back that organic waste back into the soil to make the soil richer for more plants to grow. How interconnected is that, diba? And, and that is cosmic education. And that is one of my favorite things about Montessori. Hey, I love what you said about cosmic education. And I think ang galing rin kasi it plays a part than where we live. For example, if you live in a condo, mas problema daw yung pollinators, pero mas walang peste. So these things, diba, you see it, eh, you see it at work, and then you see what needs to be done. That's mm-hmm. part of cosmic education, right, Mars? Na parang, yes. you see, oh, how can I provide this or take this out kasi it's too much? Like, for example, you learn na yung mga snails, hindi pala sila native dito. Kasi uh, na, nadala lang sila dito, tapos dumami na, tapos, ay, sorry, yung slugs yata. Tapos, <laughs> hindi sila yung natural na parang predators. So, parang you learn all these things, and it's part of cosmic education. Nakakaaliw. Right. Diba? Right. Na, right. It's not just si- as simple as growing a plant and hoping na, oh, maano ko siya, mapipick ko siya, and that's your only goal. Diba? Parang yes. there's a lot going on when you when you do all these things when you connect with nature i love that thank you mars for your time kahit wala ka naman masyadong choice <laughs> <laughs> thank you for all the learnings that you shared and we ako personally ang dami kong natutunan kahit na, na nabasa ko na si maria montessori parang feeling ko mas naintindihan ko yung mga writings niya dahil sa'yo. <laughs> so, thank, thank you. you. Thank you I'm, for that. I'm so relieved. Kasi, well, I guess hindi naman natin ito isa sama sa, sa Kasama podcast. to. <laughs> ah, okay. Sige. Ito yung closing. <laughs> no, I mean, isa I mean, thank you. Yeah, because I'm so relieved kasi sometimes, you know, parang when you talk about Montessori and you think about all the people who are going to, yun nga, parang iba-ibang level. So, it's hard to communicate like, paano ko to? How will I make it worthy of like Jumi, Angel, and Paula's time and eh, they already know this. So parang sometimes parang may burden on me. Pero I guess parang you just have to do the work. Yeah. Okay, so Mars, any final words for our listeners? Okay. Maria Montessori said, and I will quote, the child developing harmoniously and the adult improving himself at his side, make a very exciting and attractive picture. And I think at the time where you see all these pretty pictures on Instagram, pictures of Montessori prepared environments and materials, 
it's easy to be inspired, yes, but also it's easy to be intimidated. But remember that Maria said an exciting and attractive picture is not the prepared environment, not the materials, but the child developing harmoniously in harmony with his true nature, his authentic self, in harmony with others, in harmony with the universe, and an adult who is always, always trying and trying to improve and to learn, to unlearn and relearn, facing ourselves and asking ourselves the difficult questions as we try to study ourselves and as we try to study the child. That's the picture. If Maring Maria was on Instagram, yan ang post na ilalike niya. <laughs> diba? A child developing in harmony with himself, others, and the universe. An adult alongside him in constant study of himself, in constant attempt to know better so he can do better. I think just as we all are trying to do here, diba? So hold that picture in your mind. I think when you're I guess when you're feeling overwhelmed by all the pictures in Instagram and all the readings, close your eyes and hold that picture in your mind, the child developing harmoniously, an adult beside him, trying so hard to improve himself. Do you have it in your mind? Hold that picture there because that's Montessori. ends our interview with Morris and we hope you learned a lot and felt the feels as much as we did. Join us again next week as we talk about what shook us from this whole conversation about Montessori. Don't forget to follow us or subscribe to this podcast and visit us in our Instagram, shakingparenting.podcast. Let us know your key takeaways from this episode. Thank you!